Hello and welcome to OTP Volunteer Table. I'm Don Kewelhorn. Today's chat is with Delphine Welsh, who has been with the Playhouse for quite some time. She is now a, currently a member of the ATP group, which is the Aged Perfection group, our senior group of 50-year-olds and older. Um, so let's have a chat with Delphine and find out what her experiences with the Old Town Playhouse are. An exciting day today because we are on live, a uh, live interview with Delphine Welch. We are on the main stage, on on the stage. It's in what we're back in the playhouse. It's exciting, and thank you, Delphine, for being here and giving me some of your time. Certainly, I'm happy to do it. Good. Um, so, uh, isn't it thrilling to be back in the house again? It is. There's a magic to being uh, in the wings yeah. and being uh, on the stage, whether whether it's dark or whether it's whether you're performing, but. It's, it's, it's a magic place. It's great stuff. Yeah. All right. The opening question is always, yes. how'd you get to the Playhouse? What, did, what drew you? What kind of experiences do you have and so forth? Well, I'm a singer. And um, uh, originally I was just doing classical music, which led me to be involved in a couple of operas. Uh, one was Michigan Opera Theater, where they had um, Michigan Opera Theater on the road and uh, formed a group up here to be the chorus for um, three operas, three different years. And uh, boy, I realized I really loved that. <laughs> and and um, that uh, when that was over, it was a letdown, you know, oh gee. Well, maybe, and I've always been rather shy, to tell you the truth, mm -hmm. and so, uh, and didn't, didn't have any drama background at all in high school or anything. So then I had this under my belt, and I gave me enough nerve to come to an audition. The first one being Godspell. Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't exactly the right material for a classical girl, you know. So, but, but I just kept, kept on trying until in 1980 I uh, had my first show here. And what was that one? That was a musical by Harnick and Bach called She Loves Me. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And uh, I had had uh, brand new to the stage, and I had five solos and two duets and some some choral things that we did in that show. Wow! Uh, Way to jump in! Yeah, <laughs> deep end of the pool yeah. kind of thing. But that just got me right on the merry-go-round. I just kept going. <laughs> How many plays have you been in? I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that the AKAs that I have for. Delphine, uh, Amalia, Desiree—you know—they <laughs> just go on and on. Right. <laughs> right. What keeps so, you here? Well, um, I guess it—it's—it's it's a place where I'm um, happy because I like the people. Everybody, uh, from directors to office people to to the people that I'm involved with, still. Um, are are nice people. Mm -hmm. and I've, I've made friends with them. For instance, the group that I'm with now, Age to Perfection, for for seniors, uh, we we uh, go out to lunch after our meetings, and uh, we have a Christmas party, and you know we have we have great times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you were a singer before 
before this opera thing? Did you sing before that in some sense, or training? Or it's did the you go only thing or? I liked in high school was was music. My, was my choral work. Right. And um, I had gotten. Uh, I I aspired to be in the better group and got up my nerve and went to the uh, uh, music teacher, a lady by the name of Fern Robinson, who was a uh, well known in Detroit in the 50s and she said she I said you know I'd like to can I get in that group and she kind of frowned and then she said yes you could if you take some lessons so I took some voice lessons uh, but um, it didn't work out too well I was um, a latchkey kid because my mother was uh, single and working and um, and I I didn't have the discipline to to go on with these voice lessons, but still, I stayed in chorus and really liked that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I got to Michigan State, I, I we had a dorm course that everyone was welcome to join, and I just immediately got into that. And and uh, so uh, yeah, that's and that's that's uh, the restless history, as they say. Yeah, yeah. That's All right. right. <laughs> um, and then you came to the Playhouse. Well, you had whatever life, and then you came to the Playhouse. Um, what kinds of things have you been involved with? Were they always musicals, or did you? Well, for a number of years, they were always musicals. And then uh, it, it, later on, I, the first uh, play that I tried out for was Harvey, which is really kind of funny because in... Um, in the, the podcast play Stage of Fools, there's this parody of, of theater life, you know, and it's, it's really drawing on experiences at Old Town Playhouse. And um, they're, they're making fun of really uh, what a bad show Harvey was. And <laughs> that was my first non-musical show. And I had the whole first scene, you know, and if I knew what I was doing, I could have knocked him dead. But I didn't. And right. it, it, the audience was just completely dead. <laughs> right. But then, um, do you remember a gentleman by the name of Frank Sisson? I do remember yeah, Frank. Yeah, Frank came along and then he, he, he was Harvey and he came out and, or Elwood P. Dowd. <laughs> right. Is who he was. And he came out and um, everything, I thought, in many respects, went quite well once he was on stage. Mm -hmm. right? But but guess it didn't quite make up for all the other <laughs> not so good people <laughs> like me. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I mean, that's how we think of it. We do, I've heard people blame the audience for being a bad audience. They're yes. not laughing at my jokes, they're yes. a bad audience. Yes. And we know pretty much that they're the ones who paid the money. They should be the ones who should receive the entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are audiences that aren't as, aren't as um, responsive. Yes. As other audiences, and you can do the same show, at least what you think is, and they end up being uh, not as responsive. Yes. Uh, but it's uh, it's still a fun thing to get out there. Somebody so, somebody told me that um, <clears throat> if you're not getting the response you expect from a line, you're not doing it right. Try something else, and in, in the run of a show, you have time to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. And you don't see that in rehearsal because you don't have the feedback. That's right. Until you finally get on right. stage yeah. 
and you deliver that line that everybody tells you is funny yeah, and yeah. it doesn't get the laugh. <laughs> and there's we are, we can go into detail on on the little specifics of it because sometimes you need to set it up along before and then uh, when it comes to the punchline if you haven't had help from your other actors it's not always just one person on that stage sure what do you do let's let's just talk about singing for a second what do you do to prepare for singing we get we're into a musical mm -hmm. you've auditioned you get a mm -hmm. role um, whatever it is now what is your process to to learn the music to to get involved with the music mm -hmm. Um, when I was doing opera, what I would do a lot would be to get a, a prof professional recording and um, uh, listen uh, to it o over and over the choruses and, mm -hmm. the, and the arias that the um, that the uh, professional was doing. But uh, here, um, I, I, I've been very lucky, I think, in the um, in the directors and music directors that have. Uh, been responsible for the plays that I've been in, and uh, that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. A really good, good director is is makes all the difference it's in the true. world. Yeah, absolutely. But one of the things I always did. I'm a moderate drinker, but I would abstain from alcohol because <clears throat> want to have the the quality of voice, a female voice, a soprano. You know, you 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 don't want to get gravelly. <laughs> right, right. So that's one of the things that, that I would do, but um, uh, I just devote my time to it. Um, my granddaughters, who are mature adults now, but when they, they were in town growing up, uh, I'd always corral them to help me read lines. Mm -hmm. Paul had a sort of dim view, my husband Paul. <laughs> of being that person uh, feeding me the lines, and frankly, he did such a bad job that I really would rather have somebody else to, to be. Oh, and then I would do tricks like I'd have a um, a boombox that I would I would set it up, and I'd uh, read other people's lines and leave blank for me, and then then turn it on and you know fill in. My part. Uh, Isn't that cool? You said boombox, <laughs> and now we have it on the cell phone. You know, <laughs> that's technology moving on board. Because I would do and have done exactly the same yes. thing. Yes. Yes. That's how you you got to learn it. You got to hear the other side before you can yeah. memorize your side. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of call and response uh, uh -huh. effect. Um, do you play piano? Do you play any instruments? Uh, I play the piano poorly. Um, I didn't stick with my piano lessons long enough, but I, um, um, my education background is I'm a, an elementary school teacher, mm -hmm. and um, and so I. Uh, what am I I'm having a senior moment? What did you ask me again? <laughs> About how if you played piano or. An oh yes, yes. As I played well. I can play in, in three flats and two sharps or something right. like that. But I would play the nursery uh, uh, nursery rhyme uh, songs that that we needed. As a matter of fact, I was hired by the nursery school director because she needed somebody to play the play the piano for the hmm. the music part. And uh, so, yes. I was uh, 
just in I'm babysitting my grandchildren in Portland, and they have a piano, 88 key electric mm -hmm. um, dude, with weighted keys mm -hmm. that feel a lot like a regular piano. Mm -hmm. So I got back here. I had to buy one. Yes. So I have it coming. I'm. I too have not been real good with my mm -hmm. piano lessons, mm -hmm. and so I can tinkle stuff out, but it's not. It's not pretty. <laughs> but in this vein, I uh, wanted to improve myself as I was doing more and more theater and singing in groups. I sang with. Um, in a church choir, and I sang with the Grand Traverse Chorale from way back in its early inception. And um, so, uh, and I found in my contacts with um, various groups and people that they thought I knew more than I really did. I was faking them out pretty much. So, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to have a, a better uh, academic background in music. So, um, I left. A, teaching and I was at loose ends so I went over to the, the college and I, for a year I became a, a music student over there and I took um, uh, sight reading and ear training uh, a year of uh, theory I sang in all their little choral groups that they had and I went over to the theater department and took a couple of uh, uh, classes there too mm -hmm. and so all these things helped me uh, a, a lot to um, to feel more confident and to actually have more knowledge right have you been a Trevor City resident we for a long moved time? here in 1958 ah. so we feel like pretty much like natives right Paul was corralled as a, uh, a high school uh, art teacher uh -huh. and uh, that brought us up here I knew Trevor City because my Grandparents had a, a summer place over on Skigamog Lake, which was in those days called Round Lake, and so uh, I was. And so, wh when we uh, uh, some job opportunities came in Paul's way, I said, "Oh, Traverse City, I know that. Yeah, th that'd be good. Let's go there." <laughs> <laughs> and and of course, it has been so good for Traverse City has just been so good to Paul and myself. Right. And, uh, it was definitely the right decision. Good. Yeah. So you're now currently more involved with the ATP, the yes. Um, what is it? What is aged it? to perfection? Aged to perfection. <laughs> I just say ATP and I forget what it really means. <laughs> right. Aged to perfection. Right. The group that we have here that's 55 and over. You have to be 55 years. Right. And you're you're under 40, aren't you right now? <laughs> I'll tell you frankly, I'm 85 years old. And um, going strong, and um, there are a lot of other elders in in this group that you know some people even a little older than myself, and it's not a barrier. Right. It's not a barrier to getting on stage. Of course, the trick is that, that you don't have to memorize. Right. But I'm using all of the skills that I've developed over the years uh, in developing a character, you know, and and. Um, so getting a chance to use those my skills um, right. and um, it's still you you work hard it just because you don't memorize it you, you're practically there you know right. but you it's a reader's theater yes, and it that is. you have the book yeah and depending on the director 
you're either standing reading from the book or mm -hmm. you're sitting reading from the book or mm -hmm. you're making entrances with the book. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty dynamic um, theater group, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really. There mm -hmm. was, what, I took a picture of you. You have about 30? I would say that, to, boy, this, this whole year being... <laughs> Being uh, out of commission, I'm you know, almost kind of forgetting. But um, no, w as a regular attendance, the last we were meeting, I would say we'd have we'd always have 20 on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot more people, and that that's the beauty of it too. Um, that y you uh, y you can be flexible, you know. And, right. and the group meets in the daytime. Uh, for rehearsals and most of our performance, as a matter of fact, are daytime where we go to um, entertain the um, elderly, the shut-in people in in assisted living facilities. Right, it's been shut down for the past year. COVID yeah, has yeah, taken its yeah. toll, just like anything else, yeah. or everybody else. Yeah. But do you, have you uh, had word yet that you're going to start forming up again and? preparing to play, but I don't know if they're allowed to go into seniors facilities. Right, they're still leery. Um, I know um, th uh, I live near uh, Bay Ridge and walk past there and someone was sitting on the porch uh, as I walked past the other day and I said, are you still in quarantine? And she said, oh yeah, you know. Uh, they've had flare-ups. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, I so. guess Michigan, while I was gone, Michigan had the highest yeah. uh, resurgence yes. in the country yes. and they're still pretty high but they're coming down yes. they've got something going I'm it's a weird one and mm -hmm. it part of it is just people not participating as they should and that's unfortunate yes. but it is it's here yeah. it's what it is yeah. and we move on yeah. where the playhouse is open yeah. so that's a good thing and since <laughs> we've ha uh, uh, so many people have um, taken shots um, I've been involved in this recent pod podcast um, production I, I mentioned, um, right. Stage of Fools, and um, uh, we have observed in, in our recording sessions uh, distancing and keeping on masks um, until we were actually in front of the uh, microphone mm -hmm. uh, and, and and we could take our mask off then, but we were well distanced from people at that time. And we're, so. we're socially distanced here. Absolutely. I mean, even though we're shots, we, we're <laughs> both vaccinated to the nines, right. as it were. Right. So, um, with uh, ATP, what kind of preparation do you do there since it is uh, um, Reading a reader's mm -hmm. theater, you you said you still use your same skills. How do you, how do you do that now with a reader's theater, as opposed to a stage play where you physically come in and stand with somebody and deliver lines? Sometimes when I've had roles where um, I had a co-actor that we did a lot of back and forth with, a lot of uh, dialogue. Um, I would volunteer, we'd voluntarily get together and, mm -hmm. and do our own rehearsals. But we would have, for for the average show, we would probably have three rehearsals called by the director uh, uh, where we'd have lengthy rehearsals and, and do, do good practice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, but just just read it 
regularly so that I'm as familiar with the script as the back of my hand. Right. And, and, and it's nice because I don't have the pressure of, of, of having to memorize mm -hmm. and can really concentrate on develop, developing your character. Right. Yeah. Well, you do have to... You still have to know the script. You do. Because you, you're, if you're not involved in the scene, you can drift. People will drift. Mm -hmm. And then when you're called back, you know your mm -hmm. line's coming up soon. You have to find it and get yourself back into yes. some sort of character. So sure. it is a preparation, and you still have to have a familiarity with the script Yes. to get that going. So on to the new thing. Now, no spoilers. But we have the uh, Stage of Fools yes. that you just did. Brand new thing, only because of COVID, um, that we have uh, a desire for theater that we have been out of for a whole year, and we're coming back into a new season. And tell me about auditions for it. How, how did you, uh, there were auditions, which was kind of, Interesting, I guess. I guess I kind of expected it, but I kind of was shocked by it. Yeah. So you auditioned for Stage of Fools? I did. And what I thought was very nice was that um, the audition calls went out to um, everybody that had been involved in acting here, any lists, you know, that they had of folks. And so there were um, quite young people and quite old people and uh, people with various levels of experience that were at the uh, auditions. Um, Phil Murphy and, and Annie Goodman, uh, Annie Goodman, who actually wrote the play, mm -hmm. um, really uh, knew what they wanted, you know, what, what, what they, they, and they, they knew the difference between it just being an auditory thing and, and being on stage. It isn't exactly the same. And uh, so they knew what they were looking for in the... Uh, and once I got to auditions and, and saw uh, so many very capable people there and, and uh, all the, the ages and everything, I thought, oh, well, but, but it was fun, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was worth, worth just, just to get out of the house, for heaven's <laughs> sakes, and <laughs> have something right. going on at the theater. And was very, very surprised when um, I... Uh, uh, found out that I had a small role, a very small role. But you know the old saying, there's never a small no. role. And um, I did have what they, what they wanted for that particular uh, role, uh, a, uh, a newspaper um, reporter who was doing uh, the, um, what do you call them, reviews. And it was lots of fun. All right. <laughs> Have you heard the first uh, episode? As, we, as we're uh, taping this, the first episode is out, the second to be released sometime. I'm not sure when. Have you heard, have you heard it yet? Well, no, I haven't. And what I understood from an email from Phil Murphy was that um, it was at first, I, I think, just going to be on uh, maybe on computer and that, that he there would be more venues available coming up. In other words, I, I will be listening to it on an iPad, hmm. and and um, I don't know whether it's it's, and, and but I think no maybe the link just did come out maybe the link just did come I out. I know he sent me one. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes I'm privy to things a little earlier uh -huh, uh -huh. than other people. Mm -hmm. 
but in this instance, uh, I'm sure it's out now. He said it was also on Spotify. He couldn't get it on Apple Play for some reason, but he and I, I don't remember the the uh, the the provider that is the where he submits mm -hmm, mm -hmm. his product to. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, there are so many that you know it's tough to figure out who uh, where where anything's played. I know um, the volunteer table. This per, this show is on uh, Anchor.fm, hmm. but that's because it's free, and so I'm perfectly willing to do anything for free. Sure. Uh, but it doesn't have the the kinds of things that Phil needs from his production. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I did hear it's out. It's it's interesting. That is for sure. It is. It. Uh, I'll be glad to hear the. The ongoing episodes, I guess, nine in number. Do you know where you've your particular role? If it's small, you're probably not in a whole bunch of episodes. I'm just episode nine, scene one. No, <laughs> you're gonna wait the whole time for yours. But I'm excited uh, sure. about uh, listening to all the episodes and um, in in hearing the whole thing. I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah. Sure. Huh? That's that's yeah. got to be interesting. How yeah. how did that fair with all the other things you've done as far as a, an experience. It's got to be something different, right? Yeah, uh, it, 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 it seemed pretty, pretty easy, really. My main, main challenge is working with all digital things because, you know, when I taught, there, there was, that was way before computers, and um, Paul didn't have any, any kind of uh, that experience because he always had um, a secretary that mm -hmm. took care of everything, and he never had to be bothered with that. So I don't know, maybe it was 20 years ago or something like that, we finally, de Paul decided we should have a computer, and I said, I, I don't have to have a computer. I don't, I, you know, <laughs> what, what good is that going to do for me? But then I found out that I was way out of it because any of the groups that I belonged to, they were uh, they were corresponding and connecting with people, uh, you know. And right. I was been, they had to write me a special letter, you know, <laughs> to let me know what was going on. Snail mail. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. So, but I still find that very challenging. Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to need some help how to get get lined up to watch, um, to listen to the, this uh, podcast. I'll, I'll send you a link. <laughs> okay. And, and it'll be easy. You click on the link and you'll be in. And that'll be it. Okay. It'll be done. And with that, I guess we've run out of time for okay. this episode. It was fun. Delphine, thank you so much for giving me some of your time. Um, do you see anything in the next season that you're going to uh, audition for? So no, far? I'm, I've really, it's been 10 years since I did a main stage. Oh. And um, I, you know, I think perhaps uh, that's in my past. Well, ATP is on its yeah, way again. Yeah, but as It'll soon be as back. I'll be there in a minute. They say All right. we're here. Well, break a leg when ATP starts again. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. You bet. Well, that's it for another episode of OTP Volunteer Table. We have the coming this week, and this week is May, 20, uh, May 30th. Tomorrow, Monday, is Memorial Day, May 31st. And then we have the week of June 1 through June 5. We have nothing going on at the Playhouse other than ordinary stuff of those people who are involved in whatever 
they need to do inside the Playhouse. We do have on June 5th uh, at 10 a.m. a cleaning bee. Mm, I would check the Playhouse website to make sure that that is going. Uh, coming June 6th, the week of June 6th, we have auditions on June 7th and 8th for Hate Mail, a cute little two-person comedy about um, sending emails and voicemails and uh, other mails to communications between two people. Uh, directed by yours truly, Don Kuhlhorn. Prepare for a cold reading of the script. Uh, bring a, a little reading if you have something special. And then on uh, June, tw June 12th, we have another meeting or another cleaning bee at 10 a.m. Again, consult the Playhouse website, oldtownplayhouse.com to make sure that that is still on as well. That's the next two weeks coming at the Old Town Playhouse. If you have any questions, concerns, would like to know something more about people, would like to tell your own story, send off an email to office at oldtownplayhouse.com. The old OTP volunteer table is produced in association with the Old Town Playhouse of Traverse City. Our music today is Talkies by Hama Hama. And this is OTP Volunteer Table. I am Don Kuhlhorn, and pretty soon we're going to see you on the boards. Mm -hmm.